doing tonight? You're listening to Late Night with Mike. You guessed it, I'm Mike. I'm really digging this tune. It's my buddies from back in Chicago, Slam St. Joan. The tune's called Eyes. Yeah, yeah! Yeah! Thank you. All right, well, I'm really excited here tonight because we have, our guest is Tony Noyes from Phoenix. He's a really cool guy. I've known him a while, a few years. Uh, he's a great musician. He's an actor, a filmmaker, a model. This guy does it all. Writes his own tunes. He has a new album coming out. He produced it. He edited it. He edits his own movies. And he, anyways, I'm going to stop talking about all this. We're going to get him on. We're going to give him a call have an interview with him and uh, talk about what he's up to. So uh, why don't we take a break and I'll be right back. We'll uh, get Tony on the line. Be right back. You're listening to Late Night with Mike. I like it. I like it. He just woke up and rolled out of bed. <laughs> Hello. Who's this? Oh, hey. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Excellent. He's, re- he's ready to rock. Can you hear me good, dude? I can, yes. Hold on, let me, uh, let me put it in uh, my Bluetooth or whatever so I can be hands-free a little bit because I like to touch myself. I like to do interviews. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. This is open game tonight. There are no rules. Good. All right. I like the sound of that. Yes. Fabulous. So, you know what? Hold on. Let me get a few more toys and tools that hold on. <laughs> I beg no, your pardon. Not a problem. Not a problem. Oh, click the sun. <laughs> All right. There we go. Yes. I likey. Me likey. All right. How you doing, man? Excellent. So, um, this is Late Night with Mike. My guest tonight for episode two is Tony Noyes of Phoenix. He's an interesting guy. And uh, like I said earlier, this is open game. We're going to have fun here. You've done Facebook Live. You're a musician, an actor, a producer. You name it. This guy does it all. And uh, he's just, to me, he's one of the more interesting guys in Phoenix that you're going to meet and you're going to talk to him. He's got a new album out uh, in the last few months called Good Versus Evil. We'll talk about that uh, project. Uh, I think you've done, what, five films already? Something like oh, that. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I've done like short films. So I, I've done, uh, you know, the, the longest one that I did is about 45 minutes. And it was supposed to be a short film. <laughs> and he got but, carried you away. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, yeah, pretty much. I don't do anything half fast. So I'm like, oh, I got way too much footage. It's going to be a, you know, it's like the Zack Snyder cut of the uh, Justice League. He's like, I got four hours of shit, man, you know. <laughs> so, um, so that turned out a lot longer. And that's, it's still a short film. It's still considered, you know, um, that and then i did a, you know just film challenges and stuff so i think the total is five for okay. all of those yeah because i know uh when claws came out that had to be well was that at the holidays a year and a half ago something like that that was oh god um that was probably three i want to okay. say two See, two t- or yeah. yeah time flies i sent that one to my kids they actually liked that did they <laughs> yes <laughs> such a such a campy horror dude it yeah. was my first film that i'd done and it was just uh 
it was so much fun. And, and, you know, I was, I, I was asked to do a role in a film for some friends of mine at good stew productions. And they helped me with the film. They kind of gave me a kick in the butt because yeah. I saw their set and I'm like, damn, this is cool. What am I doing? You know, I got all the equipment. I learned how to do it. I got on the computer and busted my ass for years to like, you know, I wanted to make sure that sound would be good and the effects would be good and lighting. I didn't want to screw anything up. So uh, it took me many years to like finally feel good about it. And then when I'm on the set, I go, well, shit, what am I waiting for? Fuck it. Let's do it. You know? Right. So they were, they were kind enough to jump on the set with me. I said, you guys want to make a film? And we went, yeah, let's all do it together. So, um, yeah, has it been that long since it since it came out? Jeez. Yeah, well, you know, it's when you start doing these things, it's like a band or, you know, musician. You're like, oh, I was in that band ten years ago, and it seems like it was three years ago. Right. Yeah, it was just a month ago. <laughs> now, what? But, you know, a drunk, a good drunken stupor will do that. You'll lose ten years in a in a fucking tour. <laughs> well, that's true. And and speaking of that, because um, we're gonna just bounce around here, you've been sober yeah. for uh, quite a long time now. Yeah, three years, three months, and counting. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations, yeah. bud. And uh, thanks. You know, it's you're still just as rowdy even when you are, you know, not on anything. So it's uh, it's it's kind of like me. I don't drink that much, and I have like two, and then it's like I'm seeing God, and and uh, we're we're similar in that way. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. seen me out I, at parties. I just, I just, so. Yeah, oh yeah, we've been out, and it's been wild. It's been a lot of fun, you know. I think, uh, yeah, and I'm just as just as loud mouth. I just, I, I think uh, now I know when to shut up when not to be loud mouth is a thing. Before you go, ah, you just scream and it don't matter. And then they're like, hey man, you're in church. Come on, oh, something, <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, I mean, and that's true. I'm, this guy, he's not full of shit. This is how it is. But uh, and <laughs> yeah, and I, I was just gonna say, I no, I was gonna say I like that. It is, uh, you know, I'm very real and I love real people and. Uh, you know, who just say, I, I loved it. I did a tour and I visited people in New York and I love New Yorkers. And cause they're just so, you know, they're so loud. They're just like, Hey, what the fuck you doing? Get that stupid light out of there. Put some greens in there. It looks like shit. <laughs> and then, you know, the light guys going, what are you talking about? It looks like shit. Fuck you. And they're yelling at each other and they go, all right, that looks good. I'll fuck off. You want a beer? Yeah, I'll get a beer. And I'm just like, God, I love these people, you know, Park the just, car. yeah, get out the car. We're at the bar. We're good. It's not real far. Let's go. And it's, uh, you know, they're, they're a lot of fun, and I, yeah, I'm just kind of a straight-up kind of guy, and I love just being active and and trying to get shit done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> trying no, to accomplish something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But. Well, no, you sure are. I mean, like you said, you have uh, claws. Uh, I like the message. Anybody who's listening, uh, go on YouTube, check out the message. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, no. just, I just, uh, somebody else watched that. They said that was their favorite, and... Yeah. Uh, or, or anyway, for for the ending anyway, they enjoyed the whole the, the whole um, the whole thing. So yeah, I'm glad you liked that. That was a fun one. To yeah, do. I enjoyed that. That's on uh, for any of you guys listening out there. Uh, that's on YouTube. Just uh, search Tony Noya's the message, and I think that'll come up. Or there's other ways. Uh, you can go to TonyNoyes.com. His last name spelled N O Y E S. So TonyNoyes.com. And uh, he's got a lot of shit there. He's got uh, his new album, Good Versus Evil. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, – uh, God, I started that a long time ago, too, about a year ago. And um, I hooked up with Chris Gattaro, uh to produce it. He produced a song that I had done with uh, Cabo Dom. If you remember Cabo Dom, yeah. I was jamming with him and Sons of Chaos for a while, guitar player and uh, all-around cool dude. 
and we we did a song with Nick Brown from Dokken, right? And it was uh, entitled "Suicide Love," and I worked with Chris uh, with Mr. Catero the first time there, and it was just a lot of fun. And he was a great producer, got a great sound out of it. I, and um, so anyway, for the album uh, that I wanted to do, which would be a solo album, I've been I've been talking about doing that since in, in my twenties. I thought hey, I'm going to be a solo artist. And then I hook up with other band members, and then it becomes a democracy in a band, and yeah. you know, and then you all have input and shit, and it goes, it, you know, we change the name, and it becomes something else. So I never really did that solo thing until now, and I said, you know, I'm, <laughs> I think it was the turn of fifty right. of uh, half half a century. I'm like, you know, I better do it before I don't know how much more time I am, so I better get that out. So um, I went in there, and it was great, a great experience. You know, I asked Chris if he would do it. He said, yeah, and uh, so I hired him to produce it. And uh, it was great, man. It was eye-opening. He's a very knowledgeable guy, great producer, and threw me some musical, you know, hints, if you will, or tips like, hey, try this, try that. And I thought, wow, that's cool. So I, re- I pretty much scrapped the whole whatever I had with his bits of pieces of songs over the years. And I go, I go, wow, it kind of opened my eyes a lot. I went, damn, what am I doing? I got to start over. I got to start from scratch. So I trashed everything and started with the album from the beginning and rewrote everything. You know, kept maybe a couple choice riffs from some of those songs that I had before. Okay. But um, I just went, you know, I was like a, uh, I always say like a mad scientist on a chalkboard. I was like, holy shit, I can put these notes over here and there and I'll twist it into the ear. And, and you know, I started just tweaking notes and, and came up with some, you know, I think a handful of some cool songs. And we just went and knocked them out every week. Uh, you know, one piece at a time. I played the guitar. Um, uh, the rhythms on it. I did a couple leads, I think, on three songs. And then I had... Uh, Mike Ennis, uh, who's uh, with Blacklight Acoustic Conspiracy, he, he jams with Chris in a band as well. Yeah, he played a lead on one of them on Life of a Star and then on a song called Fast One. And then I have Dave uh, Lansing come in, and he's with Christopher Shane. Right. Uh, he did a song as well. And then uh, Marty Lucas did a song as uh, also, and he's with uh, a number of bands over the years, so. Anyway, great guys, great guitarists. So it was kind of cool that they were they added to it as well. And Chris actually, Chris Cotero played bass on the thing. Okay. And I I just went in there and screamed my ass off. Yeah, no, it's nice and heavy. Yeah, top. that's that's a good it's a good album, man. And uh, actually, my favorite tune on there is "Fast One." Oh, thanks. That's that's one of mine. It's an evil sounding song, you know. It's just got that uh, Metallica-ish kind of evil, you know. And, it's I, it's funny because I because I always say oh that's one of my favorites and then they say oh I like you know Life of a Star oh that's one of my favorites too yeah <laughs> you know I kind of I think I like something different about each song but right well, I appreciate that it. you like it yeah no I really I really enjoyed it and uh, it was nicely done and I mean I have confidence in you man I knew you'd, you'd knock that out but uh, that was really cool and again you could listen to those tunes uh, on tonynoise.com and uh you can purchase individual tunes all of them whatever you want uh give them a listen and uh if you like it uh purchase them they're on what itunes and a bunch of different sites i'm sure yeah on amazon music and pretty much everywhere and the cd you can get the physical cds from the website if you want and you know i'll sign them if you request it i'll sign it for you and ship it out to you Um, a lot of people like that still with the artwork and everything but if you want to go digital, there it's out there. You can purchase it that way too. Yeah, I mean we're older. There's something to be said. It's like you know, kids are just like click, 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 and it's it's on their phone or whatever digital device. And we always like to hold up an album when we were kids and you know read it and 
you know, see who produced yeah. it, or read the lyrics, whatever it was. Just look at the cool pictures on, you know, an Iron Maiden album or whatever. So. Oh yeah, well that was such a huge part of that of those albums, you know, coming up with a, a cover and I like you say, Iron Maiden was some of the greatest artwork ever done, I think, and uh, you just couldn't wait to the next to see what the next album cover was going to be. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So you're right, kids today are like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I just want <laughs> it's good music. I'll just Spotify the crap, you know, I'll just stream it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, that is what it is. We're old. Yeah. Right? You said it perfectly. So I was kind of reading up on you, even though we're friends, you know, it's, you know, we we're kind of rockers back in the day. I remember you were in a, a, a cover band, League of the Forgotten Saints. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. And I don't even know if you remember this. I was in a band called Lit Up. We were playing across the street. It was like an old Burger King or something like that. And we played the same night. So... I'm kind of neurotic. I set my drums up really fast, and I walked across the street to see who was playing, and you guys were, you had shit all over the stage. I'm like, okay, these guys are really going all out. You had, you know, we kind of just put the instruments there and jammed, and you guys had a show. I mean, it was about the look and everything. It was really cool, but um, we talked at the bar briefly, and then you actually, uh, later on, a year or two later, our singer, his voice went out for the night, and you remember that? We played somewhere in Mesa, and you filled in for... uh, you sang what lit up for a set or something maybe two yeah 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 no i think i did i think it was a set i think it was two sets yeah i, I can't remember that part <laughs> but yeah no that was yeah that was fun man yeah that was totally I had a good cool. time and i've yeah and i've jammed with you a few times gotten up there and i've jammed with lit up and absolutely members of lit up and, yeah and so it's that just, was a blast yeah it's a cool community out here in phoenix you know we kind of the older guys we just get on the stage and, and we jam and we jam good you know it's not like the kids the kids don't really know how to play anymore but some of them do but uh the, <laughs> yeah the older guys the ones more... that take the time to actually learn before they go out and play that's yeah. just you know it's a good move yeah and uh yeah a lot of kids don't and you know i think it was bad it was that way when we were kids too if you remember i'd go out to a couple bands i went oh god their instruments are out of tune and they're out of time and you go you know it, it was uh and we were, I was probably a part of that band. Yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> sure we time. were. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah. you know, we weren't very technical, probably, and we just wanted to jam, and we're like, holy shit, I'm 19, and I got a bar gig. This is cool. I'm a, you know, I'm a stud. Oh, dude, <laughs> I had butterflies, and I was in the bathroom breathing heavy, going, oh, my God, we're almost on three more songs by having it on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the big deal, just getting on a stage, just yeah. instead of playing a grass lot with a keg by the drummer you know right so, <laughs> yeah and your, that was a good old day. your drunk friends going dude you guys are the best you're better than motley crew <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah yeah exactly. you guys need to be famous man come back next week all right we'll play the grass you know again. i know that dude cool. yeah it was good times but yeah, yeah i i loved uh the scene's great and you know uh league of the forgotten saints was one of the i mean i've been in that in the valley of born and raised here so i played in bands uh way before that um, in, in the, in the scene. And I took a little break for a couple of years and then uh, league was one that kind of, I just said, all right, if I'm going to do this, you know, we got to do it right. And there was, there was another guy in the band, another guitarist at the time who helped start the band. And he was very serious about, we got to have the look and we got to have, you know, the whole thing. So, uh, and I agreed. I said, yeah, I don't want to do it. I want to do a show. If we're going to do it, let's do it big. You know? So we had cutouts and banners and, uh, you know, I, I had a print shop at the time. So I printed out like full those those like cardboard cutouts of full you know full size figures of each of the band members, right. and set those up in the front to try to cover us setting up and um, you know just went all out and yeah it was a blast man cool. you know it was one of those things that it got really crazy and the the wardrobe got nuttier and nuttier as we went and uh, 
you know, my drummer was like, you, you know, you got to wear some fishnet and wear a G string, like Axl Rose. And I was like, I, I don't, I go, dude, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> it's like, oh, much. No. So I remember being especially drunk that day. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And, uh, came out and wore that just like, uh, the chaps, the assless chaps and, and whatever. And he was like, dude, I can't believe you're doing this. And, uh, the show went over like crazy. I mean, the women just flocked to the front for, for the eighties bands anyway. Right. And, uh, you know, it got people talking and it was something that he's like, dude, you got, you, you know, all the band members said, you got to do that again. And I was, and it was nutty and it was just craziness from there. And we Molly crewed, man, we were drinking a lot and, uh, we were having fun. It was basically just having a good time with the band and pretending we were Motley Crue or, you know, yeah. <laughs> Great White or any of those bands that just, you get fucked up and play. Yeah, and uh, for anybody who doesn't know Tony, just look him up on the internet. You'll see all these pictures of the assless chaps. Uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of shit. Actually, you even have a calendar. I don't know if you have the assless chaps, but uh, you're showing a lot of skin <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I guess what they, they say, is that the nude? I'm like, no, there's no, it's not nude. It's it's just kind of implied, but yeah, I was doing hump day pictures and I did modeling since I was in my twenties. So I thought, you know, I was thinking how to how to you know get people's attention and think outside the box right. from being a musician. You know, sure. not only with you know the music and the costumes and whatever. So I did uh, calendars for sale. We did posters for sale. I made uh, salsa for a couple of years that really went well. You know, I'd bring chips and salsa to the show, and I had bottles or jars of them there that I made that I was selling and uh, just try to get creative, you yeah, know, yeah, and, that's and get people's attention. Cool. So, so I noticed um, you said you were influenced by Jimi Hendrix when you were young. You're wondering, yeah, you're wondering was, how I know this shit. And your first concert was Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my first rock show, my first rock concert was Van Halen, yeah. yeah. And Jimi Hendrix was an album that I got at a, a garage sale. And uh, my mom and I were there, and, and I said, I want to get this, you know, and I heard he's good. I can't remember where I heard. I heard Voodoo Child somewhere. Uh -huh. And I said, I want to get this album. And so I got that, and I, that's where I was first influenced by the guitar. And uh, then we went to, uh, you know, she had a boyfriend at the time. We all took a trip to Mexico, Nogales, and there was this really cool stiletto there. And I said, Mom, I want this stiletto. And I, I can't remember how old I was, probably 11. And... I said, I want that stiletto. And, and she says, you know, I really don't want to buy you a knife and bring, you know, bring a knife <laughs> back over the border. Just not, you know, how about we get the, this acoustic guitar? And I went, oh, all right. So she buys me an acoustic guitar. And that was kind of the beginning because I picked that up and it was falling apart. You know, it, it was it smelled like Elmer's glue and pieces right. were falling off of it. But I was I learned uh, Jimi Hendrix first on that guitar. Okay. And then uh, really dug it. And then a friend asked me to go to Van Halen. And I was like, Van who? And he goes, he goes, remember that album I played, Running with the Devil? Running with the Devil? And I go, oh, yeah, that was cool as shit. He goes, let's go check them out. And uh, I want to say it was in 1980 or something like that. Um, yeah, probably like around the Diver Down tour, I'm guessing. Because I went yeah. to see him in uh, Chicago around that time. So, Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was 79 or 80 or something like that. Yeah. Well, that was about 11 at that time. So I think it was uh, the eighty. Okay. Uh, 80 and man it was great i mean i never seen anybody like david lee ross swinging from the ladders hanging down you know singing everybody wants some and somebody flipped a joint on the stage and he picked it up and lit it up and all right phoenix you know and yeah. just the show and, and and just the whole show eddie van halen i mean you know michael anthony just i was sold i was like all right this oh, yeah. is this is what i want to do you look know? at all the people here tonight 
<laughs> yeah, you in the front row, I'll be fucking your girlfriend, you know. And uh, <laughs> I was like, that's just the coolest dude right there. He's great. Right. You know? Yep, that's and for sure. I, I remember the girls going crazy in the front row, and they were pulling at his boots, and he has these little, it was kind of like those moccasin boots, but yellow and black. And they were just pulling all the shit off of his boots, and he had nothing by the end of the show. And I went, and they were just going crazy. I go, that just looks like a fun gig. That looks like what I want to do. Yeah, I could, I could do that. I mean, who wouldn't want yeah. to do that? You just jam music, get drunk, and get pretty much any girl you want. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Most guys are going to raise their hand when they're twenty years old. Yeah, absolutely. Or even, <laughs> I think I was eleven. I was like, "That's cool, yeah. man. That's what I want to do." But um, yeah, easier said than done, man. It takes work. You know, those guys are talented and. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, know, yeah. Not everybody can go on a stage and look at people. Whether it's uh, when you're in school, uh, reading your first essay, or a teacher makes you stand up and read a paragraph out of a book, you're freaking out. Now imagine doing that with the lights and the smoke and the you know pyrotechnics and and just the nerves of wanting to play and perform good. It's not that easy at any age. No, it's a task, and I you know I got better over the year. I worked on it. I was like. Uh, you know, what do you say in between the songs? You don't get up there and go, all right, everybody, how you doing? Get up to the front. What do you, you know, you just don't. I, I'm a little bit of a babbler anyway, but like, you know, like you said, you get nervous and you think, you know, you don't want to be the guy that says, thank you. The next song is this. Thank you. The next song we have for you. So, you know, I, I kind of watched other guys and, and, and other front men and I went, um, and front women as well. I mean, there was some great fucking talent out there. So I was like, Every time I'd see another concert, I went, damn it, I got to up my game. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. They just fucking blew me away. So um, I got to talk better. I got to say better stuff in between. I got to get the crowd going more. So, you know, it took some work. Yeah. And, and I'm still working on it. I always still work on yeah, it. Yeah. And that's actually, you just brought up a good point. In between songs is totally important because you could put a crowd to sleep if you just don't talk. <laughs> right, right. That dead time is so it's such a killer, dude. It's yeah. like. You got that time, it just goes, and nothing's happening. Yeah, and, I, mean, I think, yeah I think the only time I've seen that work was when I watched the movie Purple Rain, and the guy is like, and now, Prince and the Revolution, or whatever. And it was silent, and I'm like, okay, that's a good moment. But that shit doesn't work at, uh, you know, the blues bar in Phoenix, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, not, not when you got tuning going on on top of it, and some yeah. feedback in yeah, between, and... and some yeah, drums guitar, going. The guitar player's on 11 on the stage and tuning the guitar. Like, all right, dude, we're not, we're not 14 anymore. Come on. Yeah, stop. They get it. Buy a tuner, bro. They're quiet. They're silent. You can tune with your with your volume down. Uh, Crazy technology. Yes. Yeah. So it's anyways. a lot of it's um. Oh, go on, man. No, go no, on. go ahead. This is great. <laughs> I meant to do that. No, I was just I was just saying I I loved I always that was part of that show. We were doing the big show and it looked great and then we went, Well, let's rock from this song into that song and then I'll stop and I'll say something. So we kinda had things scripted a little bit because I wanted to show from start to finish and just entertainment. I you know I said, Let's cut out the dead time. You know, no dead time. Get your get your instruments tuned in between while I'm babbling if you need extra time. Just come over and tell me or give me a look and I'll kind of whatever I'll stretch it out a little but you know let's be ready for the next song and rock and I just I love a show like that when I see it you know it's just like a seamless show from beginning to end which all the big boys seem to have you know and um 
Yeah. So well, you need that to be was the a, thing for me, need, entertainment. Yeah, you need to be an entertainer as well as a, a vocalist in the middle. And, uh, you know, some guys are the leaders and they can do it really well and not even think about it. And then, you know, other other bands will just put you to sleep. Even, you know, the professional bands, I mean, yeah, sometimes the lights go black and you're like, okay, what's going on? And then they, boom, they hit some chords. All right, that's cool, but that's not going to work for, you know, three tunes in a row. But, uh, right, right. You know, so it's yeah. it's a learning curve. But yeah, it's 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 interesting that you look at that, and a lot of guys don't. And I'm surprised. And they'll, they'll put their videos on YouTube or what, whatever their show, and I'm like, aren't you guys watching what I'm watching? And uh, it, it's good that you thought like that. And uh, I was appreciated watching you jam. I couldn't watch you jam a lot because either I'd be on a stage somewhere else, or you're. Some, you know what I mean? Musicians don't always get to see each other if you're local. You know, if yeah, because you're, you're playing at the same time, yeah, or playing, if you're so, if you're yeah working every weekend. You know, for a while I was in nine bands at once, and I was touring, you know, uh, with tributes with Motley Crue tribute. I remember. And then I had all these, and I was dude, I was playing out every weekend or gone for two weeks sometimes, come back. It was only just short stints on the tours, but um, you know, I never got to see any bands play. And once I just stepped back, I go, all right, this is too much, you know. Uh, and I stepped back from it. I was able to actually go out and enjoy myself and watch other bands, enjoy other bands, you know? Right. And uh, I think that's why I've seen you play a couple times. I'm like, finally, I get to go out and actually be in the crowd. Right, yeah, and you just get to shoot the shit in between sets or, you know, just give them the, you know, the D.O. sign or whatever, raise your glass, anything. It's just cool yeah. cool to get out once in a while, so. but uh, Absolutely, man. You know, life of Absolutely. a musician, too. You're playing a three- or four-hour night. They're, you know, man, you're gassed, and the next thing you know, it's Saturday, and all right, do it again, and, and you know, you don't oh, really get man, to socialize yeah. with everybody you want to, so. Well, yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a shaking hands thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, you just say, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Hey, and everybody's, you know, there's so many people to talk to, and I always, I always hated that, because I love talking to people, and then at the same time, you're like, oh, shit, I got to go and get some water, or replenish my water on the stage, I got to take a piss, because I've been on stage for two hours, you know, and a lot of people don't see that, you know, you're kind of like walking away from them. <laughs> And they're like, oh, he's, you know, I, I had my trailer, my little trailer thing. And I had that not only for sometimes I'd change costumes, but then I just just to get away because I'm, you know, they turn on the music in between and I'm screaming over the music and yeah. I blow my throat out just yeah. trying to talk to people. Yeah. And then I got to scream for another two hours. And I'm like, dude, I can't do this. So I'd walk outside and talk to some people. And then I go, I just got to go get a water and chill it and just sit for a minute in the, in the trailer. Right. And, you know, just to get that get that moment of let the voice rest before I get up and scream some more, which, yep. you know, guitarists don't have to worry about that. Well, drummer, drummers, drummers usually don't have to, but if you're a social yeah. type A kind of guy like me, I like to do what the singer does and walk around, socialize. Hey, how do you like the show? How you been? Haven't seen you in a while. You know, that kind of stuff. And you're right. If you're talking over the house music, you'll lose your voice. And then if you're singing backgrounds, you know, <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I've had you know I've had guitarists that say that say, "Man, we're doing it like nights, night after night." Man, my throat is sore. I'm like, dude, I get it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or like screaming. I used to hate that because it was like I wanted to talk to people, but I had to like go hide. Like right. you know, I have to get out of here and go hide. And they're like, I'm hiding from people, and it sucks. And I'm like, you know, I wish it was different, but that's just kind of the life of the lead singer. You got to kind of protect the instrument, sure. You know, and uh, make sure you're going to be able to do your job. So right, it is what it is, man. It's it's. The, it's the curse and the blessing thing on that. It's great, fun, get up and singing. I love entertaining and singing, but you know, there's those other things of taking care of the voice and 
and uh, making sure it's and, and sometimes struggle through a night. You know, it's like probably playing. You know, if you had a sore foot trying to do the drums yeah. and hit that kick drum, you know, it's I, I've struggled through a night where I'm ah, just we're going to do death metal for tonight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> awesome. All right. So kind of uh, and here's another thing. You got a lot of exposure this way on Facebook. You did a Facebook live. You, you still do it once in a while, but you kind of were getting into it uh, uh, for quite some time. You had Tony TV, your live show. You got a lot of listeners yeah. on that, man. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was pretty cool. And I, I'll tell I you, was, I, uh, I was kind of blown away. I was shocked. You know, it was just going live and just babble on about whatever at the time and tell people what I'm doing. Right. And, you know, yeah. they get to see a different part of your life. And to be honest, I'd be driving in my car. I'd, I'd have it on the Bluetooth speakers. <laughs> Even my wife, who you've never met, she'd be like, this guy's funny. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I just got, I don't know why, I just kind of backed off. I was doing it for a while, and it's just, um, you know, I was doing so many things, and I don't, I just think, you know, I mean, you know, I, I'm a graphic designer, and I also uh, film editor, and, um, you know, my time, this stuff started getting too full on my plate, and I got to go gear towards the stuff that's making money so that I could pay the bills, and that was something, you know, I'd sit and babble for an hour, and sometimes I even had a radio show for a while, like a podcast, and you know, I wasn't making money and I had some people buy some, um, advertising space, but you know, I was mostly doing it for fun. And Tony TV was one of those things. And just, I love talking to people. I love getting on there, reading and interacting. And it just got to be so much, uh, in demand every day. I was like, you know, I just, I, I got to back off of that too. Cause there's these things that I want to, I want to make an album, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I want to do these other things. So make a film, you know, I, I want, I had these films and that's so time consuming to write a script and, get all the props together and get all the people together. Right. So, and you and you're um, doing a lot of it you know. yourself too. So it's, you know, it's a lot of a, a burden and time consuming. And you know, I mean, to edit a damn podcast takes me a week. I could imagine a, a film. <laughs> so, Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm actually editing a film now, a feature film of a friend of mine's that he did. It's called the dark side of opulent three. It's a trilogy. And, uh, I, I have a role in this one. And the second one, I played a role. I played a Russian mobster uh, named Boyko. And I got to work on my Russian accent so I can talk like this when I do my role. So, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was so much fun. So I get to, I'm editing it right now. And that's taken me, I mean, I'm going on five months now of going through uh, every, you know, every scene has about 30 different pieces of footage to go through. Okay. And, um, you know, 30 different sound bits and editing and doing special effects on it. So, um, it's very time consuming and, and as well as, you know, like you said, a week for your, for your show, you know? So, um, yeah, I, just, I, I'm just talking many... with people I know. It's just a lot of it. I let go, but I stick sound effects and all kinds of bullshit in here to try and make it not just, so it's not just a conversation that it's a little bit entertaining as well and, and funny, but I, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't imagine a film. I'd love to do it. Cause I, I'm the kind of person, even though I'm neurotic, I could sit in a room and edit shit on the computer all day, all week, all month. And, you know, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I got 10 minutes of the film done in a month. I'm like, I'm a little behind. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that feature film. And then I was just, it's funny right before he called, I kind of time got away from me. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did go, oh shit, it's four 30 already. And I was, I'm reediting, uh, the house of mirrors song I came out with, uh, okay. a couple cool. a few years back. And I did a music video 
for that one as well and submitted it to the Sholo Film Festival for this year and got chosen. And it's supposed to get an award for something. I'm not sure what, but I got to go pick up the award and, and uh, go, to, go to the screening. But I had some stuff. They said, uh, you know, the frame rate on this one little piece, the special effect I did was off from the rest. So I went to go fix it. And the next thing you know, I'm listening to the audio. I go, hey, I'm going to redo the audio a little. So <laughs> yeah. I, now I, I dove back into the, the into Pro Tools with the song, and I'm like, you know, let me redo the guitars. You know, I can tighten this up. Let me do the backup vocals. And then my son comes in and goes, what are you, oh, you're doing House of Mirrors? Cool. And he starts singing it. I go, well, get on the mic. Let's record some shit. And uh, so he got on there, and he screamed at it. And I'm like, you know, now you're not only in, he's in the video as well. And now he said, now you're on the song, too. So. Um, yeah, but it was one of those, I, I probably been spending hours on it. And I didn't realize I would just jump to that. I'll do a couple of things. Yeah, some backup cell. Hey, you want to sing? And next thing, three, four hours ago by, you know, right. And, uh, it's just, uh, but it's fun. It's a passion. And, you know, obviously your, your show, you know, you're doing it. It's a passion. And, uh, you know, we all do those things and Tony TV was one of them, but I, unfortunately I don't do it anymore. Cause it's, uh, I'll do it every now and again, but it was just the plate's too full and I can't even keep up with everything I got right now, Right. let alone, you know, sit down every day and do that show again. Yeah. She is. I lost you, honey. She's like, I don't like my fucking son. This guy's an asshole still. Yeah. Is Eddie goes talking about him again. Click. <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't even I'm talk. Sorry, I lost you. I lost you last yesterday, honey. I didn't call you back till today. Yeah. <laughs> And we didn't even talk about my crazy Italian family yet, but we're here talking to Tony Noyes about his life, so uh, which is very interesting. We've already uh, been on what a half hour, thirty-five minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, you got a lot on the plate. Um, we were talking about the movies and stuff like that. I wanted to ask you. I know you're into superheroes and all that kind of stuff, but let's say, I don't know, a movie producer or whatever. Who? It doesn't matter. Somebody with a lot of money. You have no budget. They're like, hey, man, I like how you think you're a creative guy. I'm going to give you an unlimited budget. What kind of movie do you think you'd do? Oh gosh. Well, um, I would probably do, I'd probably do like a science fiction. Cause I'm, I'm into that type of thing. I, I actually have scripts, a script for a superhero. Okay. Um, a new one and which would be kind of cool it'd probably be like some kind of spin-off thing like meteor man if you remember that okay it would be uh you know but i would probably do you know uh, a space type film i just love outer space i love what's going on with nasa right now and elon musk and the whole you know <laughs> dragon force or Dragonfire and all the shit that they're doing uh, in outer space now so you know i think i would uh, probably do something like that um or I would do, you know, I started with Undead in the West. I did a 15 minute, my, my 15 minute film of, un, film of Undead in the West. And um, I would love to finish that too, because that's got a complete story. Okay. And I only was able to do the first 15 minutes. And that cost me, you know, a few thousand to do that. Right. Yeah, and, I remember uh, the, the zombie guy or whatever at the beginning and all that stuff yeah. coming out of his mouth or whatever. <laughs> Did then, you watch that? Oh yeah. Did, did wait, you, did you didn't you kill John in that one or something? I, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. I ended up shooting John. Yeah, John. He's done. <laughs> he's a. It was great, Matt. He was so. I mean, yeah. everybody just gives uh, compliments on him. Yeah. And you know, when we got on set for that, <clears throat> I go, dude, you got to be like a cow, a bad cowboy, like a gangster in in the film because you're so perfect for it. And he got out there and he was kind of doing acting the part and. 
He's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. And I go, dude, just be you, bro. Just, yeah. just say it like you. It's perfect. And then he goes and, and then he was more comfortable and everything came out so awesome. Yeah. I said, just add, add shit in. Just do something you would say if you if you saw the zombie out of the ground, you dirty bastard or whatever you want to call right. it. You know? But I just and, I remember uh, you killing him by the hay or whatever. And then when he fell, his gun went off. <laughs> wasn't that great? That, that was, uh, you know, what's funny is I directed him to shoot the gun as he was going down. I said, kind of get shot and then go, bam, and shoot the gun as you went down. Well, he forgot, and he goes into the hay, and he goes, oh, shit, my gun. Bam, and he shoots the gun afterwards, <laughs> nearly starting a fire in the hay because, you know, the, the blanks in there come out pretty hot. Yeah. And uh, so he shoots, and I go, holy fuck, did we just see that? Did he just? And I, I, it's one of my favorite parts of the film, you know. <laughs> what the heck would you do in a situation like that? <laughs> I mean, everybody was, everybody's great through the whole, just through the whole thing. It was 117 on one of the days that we were shooting. Well, much like we're having now during this summer. Right, so always and, nice uh, to wear all the costumes and uh, when it's that hot. And I hopefully you did it early in the morning. We got out there early, and then we would we would try to be done by noon or one, and it stretched till three every time we were out there. Which we I think it was a sh- shooting of five days for the whole thing. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't you know like day after day out there, but it was still. I was like, why do they wear all this shit on them? You know, why are they wearing a coat? Who would do that? Or long sleeves. And um, they used to do that in the Old West, man. They would wear the boots, <laughs> you know, and suspenders and the whole getup. It's crazy. Right. But, oh, yeah. No, um, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. Other than the heat was horrible. I got some heat stroke on one of the days. You know, just a touch of it. I had a headache, a bad headache and stuff. But, you know, we were out there playing cowboys and jumping in hay bales and shooting zombies. It was, I mean, just a fun, just a blast to make. Right. Yeah, it looked like fun. Plus, you're with your friends out there. You had, uh, you know, Chris Yackel out there, and I, I don't, I don't think I know the other guys. Yeah, and they were all from Good Stew. There, Steve Lawrence came out. He was a light guy that used to do lights for my band. A while, I asked him, I go, "You can play a cowboy. Come on out and do it." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there was uh, the whole crew from uh, Good Stew, which helped. Um, they're all in it as well. And God, I could go down the cast, but just see the film. You can go to Noisecraft Pictures on YouTube, everybody. And uh, there's all my, my films. I think I got them all up there now, all the shorts. And Undead in the West is viewable as well. Cool. Excellent. Well, that's great. And you got, uh, what, do you, what do you got going next? Oh, uh, well, I'm doing, I'm going to finish up this film, The Dark Side of Opulent. I really want to get that in the can. I'm getting close to it. I should have it done in the next month. Um, and that's giving it some generous time. But I'm really close to getting that done. Then I have some music that I have to do for it. Um, and then I am actually recording right now from home. I'm doing an acoustic album, which, you know, is it doing the solo album. I wanted to do an acoustic album, but when, when I met Chris Cotero, he's, he kind of likes Iron Maiden and all this heavy type stuff. So I said, well, let's do a heavy album. Cause I like that stuff too. Sure. So, um, so I learned a lot, you know, just on the way he does stuff and records. And I already had the Pro Tools set up and everything, and he helped me with a lot of plugins. So I'm just going to, um, you know, so I started recording. I'm about three songs in, and I'm just kind of writing from scratch or, or altering ones that I already had. And it's going to be a more mellow type of Days of the New, um, Alice in Chains Unplugged type, you know, album. And, uh, that's next on the list and then hopefully i i you know we can uh, i got oh i got two more music videos to make for good versus evil 
okay. I have to do uh, a song, "Girl, A Girl Like You. I'm going to do it for that. And then Life of a Star. Okay. Um, so those are will be in production soon. And then hopefully we can go out and play that stuff live, you know. Yeah, that'd and, be uh, cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's the plan. And yeah, from there, I don't know, just kind of float and I just keep working on stuff steady, you know. Right. Always, always stuff in there uh, in the queue. <laughs> yep. Always something in the back of that mind, right? Yeah, it's it's like I it's funny because I used to try to deaden it with with the alcohol would slow it down a little bit of course but yeah I'm always just thinking of shit or hear music in my head or come up with some kind of art you know I'm just I live on that on the right side of the brain and you want me to do math I have to squeeze myself into the left for a minute to, <laughs> to do some algebra or whatever you know which I can do but um, just automatically I'm just I always have ideas and I'm pulling on my phone and singing into it or recording something and i just wanted i guess just create you know as much stuff as i can before i leave this rock yes and this planet and uh get as much stuff recorded and done as i can i guess you know and all the while try to try to be happy have a good family i have a good family a good uh, home i got you know two step girls and six grandchildren my son's gonna be 17 and i'm recording music with him got a great wife i mean I really can't complain. Everything's great. Yeah, so. that's awesome. That's great. Well, sounds like you've done everything right, and uh, you're having fun, and you have a great family. What more could you want, right? Yeah, and then I get to do a show with you. I mean, that Fabulous. just fucking just tops <laughs> off everything, dude. I mean, it does. It's great. I appreciate you asking me, bro. This is great. Uh, no problem, man. I'm, I was really looking forward to it. And you're listening to Late Night with Mike. Tony, how can they, uh, anybody, see any – do you have any other publications besides – TonyNoyes.com, where people can check out your uh, either music, films, anything good like that. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, my, my website, of course. And then, um, you know, I have the films up on a channel on Noisecraft Pictures for the film company. I have Belton Records, where all the music is. You can listen to the album on there if you want to purchase it. Um, and then also the music videos will be put up there. There's a song that I did with my son as well. And I had to learn how to growl. That's where I got that ooh, that death metal thing. Because um, <laughs> he, he's, he's into the screaming, you know, death stuff. I go, let's do a song together. So uh, Belden Records is, is one. It, you know, I'll be putting up music videos and just new songs and new releases and whatever. Just whatever kind of tunage I can. I also have a YouTube channel um, that's just Tony Noise. And I've had that forever. There's shit on that that dates back 10 years ago, even longer. And... You know, not all good, but, you know, I, I get better as I go. But just some acoustic jamming. I've done some uh, collaborations with people around the globe. And uh, we did cover songs. And there's, I think, a couple originals and just all kinds of stuff. If you just punch in my name on YouTube. So um, you can go online, just do a search for anything that you want to do. I have music at first sale. Good versus Evil being one of them. The, the band Crazed. I did a couple of discs with them. And uh, I, I'm going to put that all up on my website eventually but i'm kind of promoting good versus evil so we kind of gear the whole website towards that right now but cool. there's shit everywhere out there everywhere just do a search everywhere google it. <laughs> everywhere just google it awesome well tony i want to thank you for coming on again you're uh, on late night with mike with tony noyes it's been a pleasure uh stay on the line tony we're going to take a quick break and uh get some music here be right back. Right, cool and i'll end you with a tune by Slam St. Joan from Chicago, called Saved by Grace. Thanks a lot, you've been listening to Late Night with Mike. Saved by Grace! 
Yeah!